This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Welcome to the Nebraska Preps post game. No real... Outside of the girls, I think Westside's early win uh, as a 13 was yeah. was was a bit of an upset, but kind of holding court one through eight with uh, on on the boys side, especially in Class A. Yeah, and you always like having kind of those underdog stories, but the flip side of that is when the seedings hold, you're going to get some really good matchups with some really talented teams, and yeah. uh, I, I think we're going to. Um, at least a few of these could uh, be pretty interesting for sure. Um, yeah, the one of the one of the early ones. It's the eight versus the two, which is Millard West uh, and Bellevue West. Seven two. Seven two. Yep. I'm sorry. Uh, is interesting because Millard West has found a way with their style, right? Obviously yeah. led by Evan Evan Myersick and and uh, and company to really slow games yeah. down. They have kind of found a way to muck it up, ugly it up. I kind of thought prep was maybe an aberration, yeah, but it's going to kind of maybe be how they play it. And I think that there's a little bit of both there. I definitely think Nord West did a great job of making things tough on prep in that game. But on the other side, prep also missed a lot of good shots. They just could not throw it in the ocean for whatever reason. So I don't think necessarily uh, Millard West is going to be able to count on holding Bellevue West to 42 points. So yeah. they're going to have to get I mean, their You watched that Millard going. South game the other day, and it's like it almost set basketball back. But that's <laughs> kind of how they for, have forced teams to play. They guard you. Uh, they make it hard on you. You, you, you have to work. And and Myersick is I they're they're probably the surprise team I believe uh, of 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 the one through sevens left. Yeah, and and they've got some some good athleticism. They got obviously Myersick in the middle. You got James Conway, the football kid that yeah. just is everywhere on the court. He's, he's a tough football guy. player. Yeah, he's a great kind he's of glue guy player. on the basketball court. Um, you got, uh, the way he rebounds kind of as an undersized forward uh, can defend a little bit. Uh, and then you got Dominic Hum, who's made a big leap this year from where he was a year ago, yeah. uh, kind of running the show. Early on is a candidate for most improved players, yeah. I would say, right? And he's a guy that I've always kind of been waiting to see that, that breakout happen because he's, he's always had the tools, and now he's kind of being a little bit more consistent with it. Um, so good to see. And then uh, Ryan Larson, kind of his sharpshooter on the wing, if he gets going, they'll have a chance to, to score a little bit if he can knock down three, four, five threes in that game. Now, arguably, in my opinion, even more so than Millard North, the hardest team to control tempo against because I think they have the best decision maker yeah. at point guard, and he's such a change of pace guy because he's a good two-way guy. We're talking about yeah. Chucky Hepburn. Yeah. He guards you and speeds you up defensively and then can turn around and pull the string on offense. Well, And that's the thing. Like for One, he, he can play the pick six game all day long. Like uh-huh. He's so good at picking a ball handler's uh, pocket at half court and taking it the other way. And then also, if he gets a board, you better get back because he's going to have Frank, he's going to have these guys out running, and he'll make that dime pass every single time up the court. And, and if it's not there, he'll push it up himself and make you guard him and then hopefully draw another guy and get somebody going. So 
Bellevue West can certainly play a lot of different ways. They're going to catch you um, if your transition defense is not on point. So you got to be ready for that from the opening tip. And then, of course, we, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, guys like Fiddler uh, were enjoying a very nice start. Uh, to the seasons going for you know for 19 a night Chucky's right there at 17 shooting it much better you yeah. talked about it a week ago up to that point he was 7 of 11 from behind the arc at the time and just a really difficult team to gauge tempo we saw they, they sped Miller Darth up uh, a year ago in the state finals and, and forced them into some uncharacteristic turnovers and then they convert on the other end it's it, it's uh it's very very hard when you have the high basketball IQ and the, and the talent at the point that one for me, it, when you look at it, like the contrasting styles, we know it's a shot makers league, but the way that that game is played, perhaps more than any of the other three, will kind of let you know how what's going to be indicative, and at least in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. And um, so that that that's the uh, the two seven there. Um, the the one eight is a rematch from a game that yeah. just happened um, not too recently, and I thought I watched a lot of that on the stream. Pavilion La Vista. Put up a great fight in that they, game. They played well for three quarters yep. of that game. Yep. Right? Three out of yeah. three out of four quarters, you felt like, whoa, this is interesting. Yeah, you had guys, Chase Led, Aiden Graham hitting shots. Um, like, that's how you're going to have to stay in a game with Miller North. You're going to have to shoot the ball well. And they're capable of it. I went and watched them, their uh, kind of, their first game against uh, Gretna last week and, and came out bang threes in against that zone, first three possessions, stretch you out, then got three layups on the next three possessions. Uh, uh, Kyle Ingerson went uh, six for eight from three in that game. Yeah, f- fantastic player. But you know what? Papio is almost better, in my opinion, when they don't force feed getting him going. Yeah. He's going to get his. L- let the pieces fill in around without trying to force feed him. They have some options. He's, yeah. a, he's a great player, though. Tough yeah. matchup, too, at, at 6'5". Yeah, and Aiden, we talked about Dominic Hum making a leap. Aiden Graham's made a big leap as well. Um, and he's, he's leading him in scoring right now, about 15 a game, and he's doing it pretty efficiently. Um, he, he's kind of shot up over the last year. He's a lot taller than he used yeah. to be. Stretched uh, out long, quite a bit. Um, can kind of get in the passing lanes, get out on the break, can uh, shoot over the top of defenders. So um, that they're going to be tough. Like We'll see. It's so tough to, to hang with Miller North for forty min, or 32 minutes, um, though. Um, I call it spurtability. Boy, they, I've seen it over and over and over again. I watched yeah. them do it to Westside. I watched them do it to Carney. Lincoln East, the, same thing. Lincoln, yeah, it's all of a sudden. It's like, okay, we're ready now. Yeah. And they, they turn you over. They get you playing their style. And I think teams, you know, if I was given a pregame talk, my – my number one thing would be don't panic. Stay within yeah. yourself because they force you to do things that you ordinarily wouldn't do because you feel like you have to keep up. Kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. impact where offensively you think, oh, gosh, we can't settle for three. So then all of a sudden you find yourself doing things that you ordinarily wouldn't do instead of getting points, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're down two scores. I've seen 21-1 runs. <laughs> I've seen 27-4 yeah. runs. I, I've seen them go on some crazy runs because teams get outside of, of what I think they're capable of doing. Yep. Uh, and then we got the 3-6. Uh, your Omaha West Side Warriors yeah. taking on my Creighton Prep Junior Jays. So um, that'll be an interesting one. Again, we saw kind of the way that Millard West was able to uh, ugly up that game against Prep and kind of force them into some tougher shots and guys weren't hitting. 
West Side's going to have to have all five guys kind of yep. doing it. And because, um, you know, with the prep starts big with that uh, kind of twin tower look with, with Rollins Jungers and Jungers. And AJ Rollins. And uh, Jungers has been kind of the lead guy for them this year. He has made that jump. He's, he's always the guy that he, he had the tools last year. He kind of had a few games here and there where he was that guy. But this year, he's been pretty consistent as a guy who can score inside and step out and knock down shots. Rollins hasn't necessarily uh, been a huge part of it so far, uh, production wise, at least, averaging about six a game. But He's a guy that if if you don't double in the post, you single him up with a smaller guy, he's going to take advantage of that. So it'll be really interesting to see the way that uh, West uh, decides to defend Prep's attack. Uh, it's one of those backcourts, too, at Omaha Creighton Prep that I think is really, really athletic. And they may kind of surprise you because if you're thinking of the Buckleys and Cities from a year ago, they're different players. And with Westside, when they, when they go small – and they like to be athletic. Usually they can win a lot of those matchups if it's just yeah. all about the backcourt. It'd be interesting to see because prep will guard you. Yeah, uh, I think they're still giving up less than 40, 40 points a game, which that, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, you toss in Maje Wiley on the wing there, and that those three guys uh, in the backcourt, Buckley, City, and Wiley, can all really get after you defensively. Um, they got some length uh, at all three spots. Um, so they're a team that can really make things tough on you because of that. And then they've got the kind of the back line rim protection a little bit with the bigger guys inside. It'll be really interesting to see what Tate uh, Oddvedi can do, um, kind of that matchup. Yeah, he, in my opinion, he needs a, he needs a coming out party against a quality opponent, yeah. right? Just if nothing else for his own sake, yeah. right? He's been a little feast or famine. Yeah. I would really like to see him do it on a stage in a, in a real meaningful moment because he's capable. And, you th- and he's going to have one of those bigger guys on him most likely. So can he step out, kind of draw them away from the rim, and then maybe take advantage of that um, with, with a bigger guy on him? That's what he's going to have to do all year long with that small ball west side lineup. And this is one, one of the better teams he'll see and get a chance to do that. Yeah, the key outside of the, the obvious size and length, if west side takes care of the ball, they just need good shots. I, the first two players off the bench are guards. They're younger. Uh, they don't turn it over. And so if they take good care of the basketball and they make some shots, that one could get interesting in a hurry because Westside will be a tough matchup yeah. for, for Rollins and, and Jungers, I think, as they kind of get them out. And, and that, that, that making shots thing, that's kind of the key at this point. Yeah, Westside, for whatever reason, uh, Payson Gillespie is really the only guy that's consistently shot the ball well. They haven't been able to get their three big guys, which uh, um, Reggie Thomas, Chandler Meeks, and yeah. Tate Oddbody all going at the same time. It, it seems like every game one of them is playing well, and the other two are struggling. Yep. So they're going to have to get more of those guys playing well together at the same time if you're going to hope to keep up with a team like Prep. Because you know... One through seven, they're going to have guys contributing. Yeah, it's interesting. Chandler's been in foul trouble yeah. a lot this year. His minutes have have and that's always have been, been a thing reduced. with him. Yeah, hey, so foul trouble has been an issue, and I think with Reggie finishing at the rim, yeah, right, he can get to the ten at will. It's it's making those tough shots. Use my left hand when they're contested, and knowing when to kick out to open shooters. Right? And, that that's kind that's the next stage in the growth of his game. And I saw a little bit of uh, some growth in that from him this summer playing with OSA. They had him running the point all summer long. And I was impressed with some of the strides I thought he made in that area. I think he's still trying to kind of figure it out with this West Side group. And yeah, which kind of, teammates to trust yeah. and and that's and that's, scout and that, report that's and all those of kind it. of things. So that's, now he's that guy versus last year Chandler and um and, and Reggie were 
four and five uh, on the scouting report a lot of time, three, four, whatever it is. Now you guys are one and two. I have all so. the games that I think could be affected by the crowd situation. That one would be the one because the birdcage is a tough place to play. Two teams that don't like each other very much. <laughs> There's no love loss there. That environment, now that you have home sites, could have been something spectacular had the pandemic cooperated. Unfortunately, now with the, the size of the Hyder Center, even the, the people that are allowed in the gym, it's going yeah. gonna to feel like even less than <laughs> normal. But hey, how's it going down there? Yeah. That is pretty cool that we ended up with that kind of a rivalry matchup in uh, these quarterfinals. So. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, and they've seen Another each rematch. other before, and just, what is it, 10 days ago? Yeah. As Papio South, Papillion South, La Vista South, if you want to be super politically correct, takes on Omaha Central in a game that was back and forth the whole way the last time. And Central hangs on, gets the one-point lead over Papio La Vista South uh, after a late run. Yeah, and curious, so who do you think we're going to learn more from in in this game as kind of a rematch so quick again? Uh, It was such a close game last time. Um, who do you think we're going to learn more about? Obviously, Central is a higher seed here. They won the first time. It, it, if they win again, um, that's kind of what's supposed to happen. Uh, but Papio, uh, Papio South is right right in there, too. And um, Denaire Dempsey had a big game in that first one. Yeah. Do you think Papio La Vista South can shoot the ball like that again? I had yeah, 13 to 25 uh, is what I mean, they shot in that last threes time. 52%. Is- that's a lot. Bro Kellano's guy, they can shoot it. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, that's a torrid clip. Yeah, and Dempsey went three for four. And one or now, two of those was off the, the dribble himself. Like Now, that was, I'm not sure well. he's capable of repeatedly because he yeah. hasn't shown that yet. But he has the skill set. Oh, yeah. And he hasn't shown the consistency. That's exactly right. And this, this summer, um, I saw him, I think it was River City's weekend or whatever. He took over. Like, for that OSA uh, Adidas team, like, he was lights out from three that whole weekend and was one of the best players on the court. That's what I thought. I, yeah. I thought athletically, almost every night, it didn't matter who they played. I don't, I don't care who the opponent was, whether you're from Kansas. I don't, he looked like he was one of the best athletes on the floor. I mean, he's got good bounce. He's got good length. He's got an offensive arsenal that is, it's almost unmatched. His thing for him will be quality shot selection. Sometimes his degree of difficulty is a little yeah. on the difficult side. And I think he's kind of learning. He's trying to step into that role of being the number one guy, whereas last year he was kind of the 1B to Matley's 1A, and Matley did all the ball handling and create a lot of shots for him. Now he doesn't necessarily have that kind of pick-and-roll partner that can get him easy looks. So he kind of feels the pressure, all right, I got to go create here when things aren't happening because they don't have a lot of shot creation. They've got a lot of good shooters. They don't necessarily have a lot of guys. Coach Easier does a good ball. job yeah. offensively, and they yeah. share it. Yeah, and uh, he's no nonsense. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic coach, and he's not to be outdone by Coach Barons uh, on the other sideline. With with Dawson off to not, I wouldn't call it a surprise. His consistency has been nice, as he's going for just over fifteen a night uh, to go along with who we already knew was going to be a really really good player for them, and and, and Denham Johnson going for about sixteen a night. And he's their most consistent, uh, consistent shooter, uh, best shooter on the team at, at this point. And um, that's a guy that Papio South is going to have to mark for sure. They're going to have to leave somebody out there and try to, they've got to do a better job of limiting central shots inside. 
um, from 12 feet and in. And that's where Dempsey is going to have to really kind of show himself. He's got to block some shots in there. He can't let Denham go for 20. Can't let Faye Germany go for 17 again. And a lot of those are kind of like points in the paint, short little mid-range jumpers into shots at the rim. So that's where I think even more so than hitting threes, that's where Dempsey really has to kind of step up uh, and, and limit Central's ability. Because I, if you're taking a three-point shooting contest, I like Papio sh- South shooters overall better than Central's I at this too. point. Especially consistency. Yeah, so if they can limit um, Central's points in the paint, I like their chances to, to hang with us maybe get this upset here. But it's going to have to start with uh, Dempsey defensively at the rim. How do you kind of see as we, we, uh, we switch a little bit and – uh, and talk a little bit about the hack. We a few schedule changes, obviously. Again, as teams are trying to to move up um, their start times and 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 beat the weather. Kind of how did you, how do you see that that shaking out as we kind of cap the uh, the matchups? Yeah, and as we kind of look on this on Monday, they're going through kind of their playing round um, th- this uh, today. Today, actually, um, I, I don't necessarily. I don't think I'd expect really many upsets out of that first round. Although um, I think I don't believe Carter Glenn is playing for Lincoln East. Yeah. Um, so Norfolk, if a guy like Calvin, well, he just he's had hot. a hard he's yeah. just had a hard time battling a variety of ailments. He just for as good an athlete as he is, he just can't catch a break. Yeah. So hopefully he'll be back soon. But Norfolk, if Calvin Herman gets hot, he's a kid that I've seen um, kind of go off for twenty, thirty points. He can he can really light it up. So yeah, maybe I watched him against watch. Westside and he scored him in yeah. in bunches and is not real gun shy either. Yeah. And not but, not afraid to take big shots. But um, kind of looking ahead to um, what, what we're seeing here for the uh, uh, the next round on, on Tuesday, um, could could it be some interesting matchups there. I think Carney against Lincoln North Star. If Carney kind of takes care of business against Fremont, that that could be really interesting. We we, we know North Star has um, Quad Abdel Kareem, Brennan Clemens Jr. is off to a great start. Josh Brown's been solid. I think they're still kind of looking for production beyond those guys. Yeah, can they play more than five? Yeah, and. You know, Carney, they're going to be tough. They're not going to go down without a fight. Jack Johnson's playing really well right one my, now. One of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Easton Bruce at the point guard um, spot. Little guy, but he can really shoot the ball. And he takes care of it, yeah. too. So they, they, they've got some pieces for sure. Um, I, I don't think they have a ton of depth either. They're still trying to figure some things out. But, you know, um, Drake Bronick is going to have those guys ready to play in this game if that's kind of the matchup we get. And then Lincoln Northeast against Lincoln Southeast. That could be really interesting to kind of match up of Pierce which, Basil against which Dante Lincoln Hogan. Southeast are we yeah. getting? <laughs> They've kind of been a little Jekyll and Heidi, but it's early in the season for them yeah. because they got off to such a late start. Yeah, and they, they gave away that first game against Southwest, um, kind of made some bad decisions down the stretch, kind of lost their cool a little bit. Um, in otherwise, in what was otherwise a close game, and they, 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 they bounced, defend. Yeah, and then they uh, bounce back and really handed to Westside at in their own gym. So. Like you said, kind of a Jekyll Hyde there. Uh, they've got talent. Uh, Ajante Hogan, uh, um, uh, Jake Applegate. Like, they've got some guys that can play. Derek Branch defensively, kind of in the backcourt, giving you a little bit. McGinnis Schneider. Um, so they, they've got some pieces. That, that'll be really interesting because Northeast, Pierce Basil is off to a great start, kind of scoring himself, making plays for others. Hasn't shot it as well as he's capable of, but I expect that to come around. Let me and Connor you. Renard, big guy in the yeah, middle. Yeah, big guy. He can finish. He yeah. can finish and rebound the ball. So that's kind of a nice one-two punch for them. He, he worked out. Uh, how do you feel, before we get off of Southeast just here for a second, Applegate may go down as one of the guys whose high school career He's probably he's had a good career yeah. in multiple sports. Is probably a better player 
than his stats in either sport will show, in my opinion. I think he's pretty overlooked. Yeah, and I think, so last year, he shot the ball really well from three. For whatever reason, he's a great athlete, big, strong kid. He just didn't finish well. Yeah. He didn't finish well inside the arc, and I think that kind of kept his numbers down a little bit. This year, he hasn't shot a great yet, but he's finishing much better. And at that frame, he's, at that he size. He is a handful. Yeah. And I've uh, watched him play some summer ball as well, and kind of like when he's out there playing against kids his own age, it's just like not even fair. He's throwing down alley-oops, dunking on kids' heads. <laughs> he's kind of running the point and getting his teammates' shots too, so he can pass as well. So, yeah, he's, he's a guy that I would expect kind of next year to be – uh, a huge breakout guy with the Jonte Hogan moving on football. Obviously, I think he's kind of on that trajectory to be a real star and have a chance to earn some big time offers next season. But for basketball wise, too, I think if he can kind of, kind of continue um, to progress and kind of figure out um, within that Southeast system how to play kind of at the, the varsity level a little bit more consistently. Uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to be fun to watch. Here. Really impressed with how they guarded. You could tell they were not happy about the loss that they took uh, to Southwest the night before it. it it, it manifested itself in a tail kicking. And, and that's a good job. New coaching staff kind of bouncing back after. from that disappointment to Bench ben was in. in it. I felt like the staff was, was very, very good. Um, they made a couple of adjustments early in terms of how they wanted to hand, you know, to defend uh, the handoff game and, and, and defend with their ball screens. They were hedging really, really hard, pushed Westside's offense way out behind the arc with those hard hedges. And when – they, they smelled a little bit of blood in the water without the ability to either pick and pop or pick and roll and get other things easy off those actions. They sat in it all night and really did a good job defending. Yep. And, and in the last matchup is Southeast, is there Southwest rather, taking on the winner of Lincoln High and Grand Island. And obviously we know um, Isaac Trout for Grand Island. They're still trying to Need figure out everybody around him. And they're coming off kind of that, that uh, the, the layoff here um, because of the kind of, they had a COVID shutdown out there. So, see kind of if they were able to get that done. Lincoln High, um, they're still, I think, trying to, to, to learn some things. They got some athletes. They got some size. Um, so either way, whoever kind of comes out of that game, I think Southwest, they just got so much depth at this point. They got one, one through five guys can kind of make an impact. Um, you need, I think, a little bit more consistency out of your guard play. And Ryland Smith doing a lot of good things, yeah. turning the ball over a little bit too much. Uh, obviously, we know Jared Bohr can shoot the ball. And then Ben Hunziker is kind of one of those do-it-all guys, great athlete, long. Not to overstate it, spots. but a little bit of the glue, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of the guy that does a lot, a little bit of the dirty work. And that's a well-coached team. If if Southwest turns out to be a team that makes some any sort of run in 2020, look out for next year. Oh, yeah. Because next year, on paper, was scheduled to be the year. If Coach Ball has them – Ahead, a year ahead of schedule, look out. Yeah, I think uh, three uh, three or four of their starters are all um, juniors, juniors, so they're going to be back. They're only going to be losing yeah. one or two guys that play key roles on that team. So, and, and they've got some younger guys that are, again, Smith is just a sophomore, yeah. still kind of figuring it out varsity level. <laughs> yes, he um, is. So, and learning to handle the ball that much. Yeah. I mean, in the summer he plays with smaller guards. He plays with Milliken and those guys, and Josiah Dotzer where he doesn't handle the ball as much. It's a little bit different role for him. For his high school team. Yeah, so, and, but you got Bohr, you got Smith, you got Hunziker can kind of handle the ball a little bit and create off the bounce with his athleticism. So you got multiple guys that can attack. So, like you said, that, that's a team that's going to keep getting better. And with that coaching staff, you know Alex Ba is going to have those guys ready to go every game. It's funny, I was talking to him in the summer after watching them in Summer League, and he said that Rylan 
may be his best natural leader that he's coached. Think That's about pretty that. high praise. That's, think about that for <laughs> for a second. Yeah, he, he coached some pretty good players up uh, up here at uh, Elkhorn South. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's the legend. We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll see what Mother Nature does, how she kind of plays it. Uh, we'd like to stay with our same time, but hey, if the game times change, we'll adjust to its. It won't still be 2020, but we'll adjust like we did <laughs> when it was 2020. Uh, that's Jacob Padilla. I'm Damon Benning. This is Nebraska Preps Post Game. We'll be back next week. Media Production.